Moms Without Time podcast. It's all too much and not enough at the same time. Hello and welcome to Moms Without Time podcast, a show where two moms share their own experiences, thoughts, ideas, and tips on all things being a mom. I'm Melissa, mom of two beautiful girls. And I'm Monica, mama of one. Come listen in and be part of our conversation where we discuss the hard stuff, the fun stuff, and the not-so-talked-about stuff. Motherhood is a tremendously rewarding and beautiful journey, and we want to share it with you. So don't stop what you're doing. Just pop those headphones in, get ready to pick up some toys, wash bottles, or start your pump sesh. Whatever you choose, be part of the conversation by listening in, joining us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Without Time. Be sure to send us a DM if you have any thoughts or questions, and head over to our website, momswithouttime.com, for more information and our everyday resources. We um, recorded our postpartum like uh, episode, and it went so long that we broke it up. We talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, it seems, it seems like we need it. I know we, we, we we're venting. I did not. I fired my therapist, but now I'm doing a podcast. There we so. go. There we go. This is our therapy here. So yeah. hopefully, you tune into both. look like a freaking blowfish like we yeah the I, pictures I, no melissa i can I, i'm gonna have to show you a picture after this episode it was disgusting what the was disgusting looked, the way i looked after, after birth yes all the fluids that they had to oh, push yeah. in me were you like bloated said, yeah i was it was gross i couldn't take a family picture oh it <laughs> but it's okay what? i don't i don't know what helped me during um the hospital say was just Victor, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Victor did not sleep. Nope. Not even an hour. Jonathan Not did. even. <laughs> Jonathan. But I, I think it's like I didn't let him because I. Because you, you because couldn't be awake. What anyway. I went through, like, I'm telling you, I would knock out. Yeah. Of course, I'm a heavy sleeper, but I, I would knock out. And I'd be like feeling so guilty that I slept two hours straight. Yeah. And that they had to be forcing me to get up. And I'm like, I. I need to be here for, for my baby, but my body is, like, drained. Yeah. Victor did not sleep. At one point, Millie had to get in that, photo, what is it called? The photo, the, that light? Oh, for the, yeah, the blue light. And um, I think that's the yeah, only time. Too. The only time that Victor had to, that he got to sleep was when I was, like, just standing for two hours, like, right there in so, pain. I was like, oh, I'm going to stand next to my baby and yeah. put the passy back in her mouth every time she wakes up. Shout out to the husbands because postpartum, they step it up for sure. He did all the diaper changes in the hospital. I got, I got home and I was like, wait, has yep. she pooped yet? <laughs> did I even change the diaper? Right. And he had done all of it. Oh. He had done all of it. Look yeah. at that. One of, for me, the traumatizing part was after Juliet. Mm-hmm. Um, a week after she was born. Because, well, it was since, since she was during the pandemic, they were trying to get us out fast, right? And usually you stay like two or three days. Mm-hmm. For Juliet, I had her, and I was home the next day. I don't mm-hmm. know if you were. Yeah, you, no, you, I, I had days? to stay there four days. Yeah, I should have stayed there longer. Yeah. So they kicked me out the next day, and I have that history of preeclampsia. Um, not that they kicked me out the next day. I kind of wanted to go home, too, because I had Maya. So mm-hmm. they were like, if you're comfortable, you can go home. And I'm like, well, if my doctor, I, basically, I'm like, if my doctor says that I can mm-hmm. go home, then that's fine. 
when I was discharged, like when I was getting ready to leave, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we're just waiting for the doctor to put the order in. And I'm like, I thought you said that they okayed it, you know? And apparently he didn't because that morning he had come in and told me that he would see me the next day. So that morning he told me he would see me the next day. And then the nurse was like, you can go home today if you want. I'm like, well, my doctor said he would see me tomorrow. Oh, no, he's 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 he said it's okay for you to, to go home today. But he hadn't even put the order in. That's so weird. But so the next week, um, I started feeling like the craziest symptoms. Like mm-hmm. I was getting really, really bad chills. Like my whole body just like just like shaking, you know. And then I would lay in bed after I put Juliet down and I could literally feel, I don't know why I didn't think about it then, but I could feel my heart beating and it was literally like, boom, boom. And I didn't think anything of it. And, you know, you're just all over the place after birth. I didn't think anything of it. Apparently, my heart rate had been down in the 40s and 50s, like really, really low. And... By the by, I think at day seven, I started getting really bad headaches, and I'm like, okay, let me check my blood pressure. My blood pressure was fine and even low in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So um, I started checking my blood pressure, and I noticed it was going up and up and up. And then all of a sudden, it was like 180 over 90. And I'm texting my friend, who's also a nurse. I'm like, hey, you know, this is what it's doing. And she's like, you need to go to the ER. And so. Which I knew I needed to go to the ER, but I didn't want to go to the ER because I literally had a newborn at home, you know, and I'm about to go back into the hospital without her, you know. And so um, it wasn't until, like, I started feeling nauseous, but also, like, I had, like, a burning in my abdomen, Mm. and it literally felt like I was dying. Like, I was like, Jonathan, you need to take me to the hospital right now because I was about to either pass out My head wouldn't stop throbbing. Mm -hmm. I felt that weird, like, burning sensation in, like, my upper abdomen, like, right Mm -hmm. underneath my heart. And it literally just felt like it was an impending doom. Have you heard that? Mm -hmm. So impending doom is, like, you feel like you're dying. That's Mm -hmm. how I felt. And everything, like, flashed before my eyes. Mm -hmm. All I could think about was my babies. All I could think about was, like, Jonathan being, like, at home with them without me and... The morning me, like, literally, bro, I thought I was wow. about to die. That's how bad I felt. So when I got to the ER, the worst part about it is this is pandemic times. Jonathan couldn't go in there with me. I was literally walking in there by myself. And, you know, the good thing is I could, I was able to tell them, like, I'm postpartum. And my blood pressure is high. I had preeclampsia, and I think this is postpartum preeclampsia. Which is, like, extremely rare. It doesn't happen a lot. Mm-hmm. And if it does, it is it's very dangerous. Yeah. I, could, I could have been having seizures. Right. That's how bad it was. Wow. And so, you know, and the ER, and I've been in the ER many times, and they take their time, and, you know, of course, they kind of triage to see what happens. But as soon as I told them, like, what was going on, It was back to back, like they were treating me fast and I got a room so fast. And I was there for like two days without my baby pumping. Like Jonathan was at home with Maya and Juliet. And I was just like so sad. And they had to give me medicine to like prevent me from having seizures and get my blood pressure back Mm -hmm. down. And that medication made me so sleepy and like groggy and like, like I could barely even lift up my head. 
But I remember, like, even as at in that time, like, I was still logging in my phone, checking my cameras, checking on my babies, like, wow. always in the front of my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, going through that, like, knowing that Maya was preeclampsia, Juliet was early, not preeclampsia, but postpartum preeclampsia, it, like, makes me think, like, should I have mm-hmm. a third? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's, that's basically my body saying, like, Chill out. Like you, like you shouldn't be pregnant. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. So yeah, she took no. <laughs> yeah, here I am. But yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just relived that right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was really bad, and and still to this day, I actually have episodes of my blood pressure getting high. That's so. Nice. Yeah. Cause I, so I follow like an account on Instagram where it's like advocates for the one and done mm-hmm. um but a lot of the stories are that that most women who are one and done are preeclampsia mm. first you know like they had preeclampsia during their labor and almost lost their life giving yeah. birth and so they don't they're doing my it doctor's for- like no nah, you'll be fine <laughs> he literally is like i asked him like at my follow-up my two-week or three-week follow-up i'm like so like not that i was thinking about kids but you know kind of ask those questions i'm like well to be ready or prepared yeah i'm like does that mean i can't have any more kids because this happened and he's like no we'll just be careful and i'm like i don't know but i hate doctors (laughs) so my no i I love i love my my story um my doctor had an emergency apparently like nobody could put down her child like she had also like a maybe a baby like i wouldn't say a baby baby but like maybe you know 10 month old or something at home oh. during the winter storm and so she had to leave her shift to go and deal with this emergency that she said it she's like i would never do that. i'm a doctor yeah but i had to I have to go it's an emergency so you had another doctor i had a midwife oh. who delivered millie there was no doctor on the floor yeah for hours also I was discharged the moment I got to my room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but They're then, like, Millie, Bye. yeah, but Millie's been in the room and levels kept oh, going yeah, down. Yeah, and yeah. the only thing that kept me in the hospital was, was Millie. Because yeah. I had this one doctor and I completely like remember him coming into the room. Okay, I already discharged you. I already discharged you all the time. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm still my, here because of her. Yeah, with know? Maya, I had the extra day too because she was jaundiced and had to go under the light and everything. Yeah. Anyways, not to traumatize y'all with our stories. There's so much to postpartum. There's so much. We were like, this is going to be an easy, fast episode. Yeah, well, I didn't know I was going to go into all that, but that's that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, basically, you never know what to expect, but you just got to go in there and do your best. There's nothing else you can do. Yeah. Um, hmm. What would be my advice? to someone who hasn't had a child before it's like you have to be your own advocate for sure your husband will not be because he cannot do much he is powerless the only thing he could do is like hold your leg up but well because he also doesn't know what you're going through no but even like he could see it like i know that victor's eyes would tell me everything like he's like whoa he's like scared but there was like like what did what he say like you know what i mean there There was was something (laughs) right there was um and then the nurse should, you know, she did, I think, the best that she could, too, within mm-hmm. her control. You know, there's guidelines, whatever, policy. Um, 
but you can be your own you can just have to be your own advocate yeah I don't know. for sure no yep speak up always speak up that's um, i think that's what I, I was scared of speaking up because i did feel like what they were telling me was true like i'm being um inconsiderate you know what i mean or i was like being too much i was like maybe maybe i'm just overthinking this like pain yeah. you know yeah no no and that's what like um worries me about people who are like not in the medical field like do they even know when they're supposed to speak up like do, do you even know that something is actually wrong you yeah. know what i mean and you know the majority of nurses are like amazing and know how to do their job yeah. well and catch all these things and save lives like i i know that for sure 100 percent. Mm-hmm. but like at the same time like the normal people that don't know they just don't know yeah you know so you do have to give that extra loving care to each and every patient right you know yeah not sour to to the nurse like i like i said they i think they did the most that they could within their well, control and, and you had a but different like, situation too because of the ice storm. The ice, yeah, yeah i was gonna say like i did sense that their personal life was a little too much in their work at that you know yeah because day. they were worried about their but family they were worried about yeah. their families and stuff and you know whatever and so like cool like yeah that's just like a rare situation you know it yeah. doesn't happen every day and, and it's just what i had to go through and it's totally fine yeah um yeah just but it is it's it is what it is, is it's what happens to you yeah, yeah. it still factors yeah. in the fact that that's i don't think that birth would have been e- any easier either though like I regardless mean, even if they would have pampered me and flipped me over every freaking 30 minutes yeah, yeah. Millie wasn't ready to come and it was just True. gonna be challenging to take her out so yeah i i do i will say i had like pretty awesome nurses all the way around so sorry We'll see in the next episode of Will Monica Have a Kid? Another one. Anyways. No one tells you what to expect or what I wish I knew Mm -hmm. is that TMI, that first bowel movement. Oh, gosh. Yes. And I'm telling you, so I don't know officially, like, the tear, like, the degree. Mm Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to speak about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to ask or if they're supposed to tell me. That's another thing I'm like, well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it was bad. That first bowel movement sucks. It hurts. I was like, you know what? I'll hold it in for the rest of my life. <laughs> it, it just, it doesn't, it, the pain, but also, like, if you're on meds, mm-hmm. it just feels weird. Yeah. It felt abnormal. Yeah. Coming out. I was like, you sure it's coming? Like, it's so hard. Um, <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And the blood kind of scares you. I mean, all that. Look, I don't know. It's just nobody factors some of that stuff. And like, it's logical once you've already been through. You're like, oh, duh. That part of my body's going to be a little affected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh you gosh, know, you It's so tender and sore and hurts. And, oh, my gosh. But. Mm. drink plenty of water guys more fiber <laughs> oh my well so we ranted and i'm sorry about that <laughs> i know how, how, how much are we going i don't know but um oh okay so one thing postpartum that i did want to talk about is obviously the baby blues postpartum depression mm-hmm. or anxiety um 
I think if you're listening to us and you've gotten this far and you're either pregnant or a brand new mom, I think it's important to look up some those symptoms of postpartum depression and baby blues just for yourself. Um, I did, or well, I already knew what they were, but like I made sure to educate my husband on it. So mm-hmm. I made sure to tell Jonathan like, hey, if you see me like crying a lot, if you see me like, like just not present, if you see that I'm not like you, I don't seem like I have any joy or, you know, those kinds of depression mm-hmm. types of symptoms. Like I want you to speak up for me and give me help because I might deny it mm-hmm. or like not even realize it, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think I like traumatized them at the beginning because he was very like vigilant like he was like analyzing you he was very very vigilant and he i think to prevent me from like mm-hmm. not that he alone could prevent postpartum depression or anything cuz a lot of it's hormones he's and gonna cure it yeah um <laughs> he he did go above and beyond during the postpartum period mm-hmm. to where like i had so much support and so much help from him that like that really helped yeah. despite the hormonal things that I was feeling and all that. So just make sure you talk to your partner about yeah. that. Okay. So side note on this. So I didn't educate Victor about that. I don't think I educated myself enough. I know about it like a hundred percent. I know I read about it. I don't know how much of an education I had on it, mm-hmm. but I was aware that it could happen. I don't know. It was severe. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, even um, act, like during postpartum I was like actively engaging on those type of like threads and stuff like that like listening to stories so that yeah. I could be still like hyper aware but I don't think I ever educated on Victor on it enough but um, the fact that he saw how bad my birth mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. that he was already like on that like yeah. just I'm a, I'm a go above yeah, and beyond for you yeah. Yeah, yeah so thankfully that happened to me because I so I guess looking so one thing with me is that I went to my six week postpartum mm-hmm. checkup and I scored really high on mm-hmm. my post on my PPD mm-hmm. P- PPD right mm-hmm. um and so they told me they're like you scored severely high mm-hmm. and they were like we we want to talk about meds is the first thing that they offered me mm. and I was like I don't want to be on no meds yeah you know? they're like how are you feeling um can you tell us like what's causing this and I'm like you guys ask me questions can I leave like you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I already answered the questions I don't want to answer the questions in front of your face yeah it's yeah. already bad that I had to like log it into the freaking iPad you know yeah. and so I was like um I don't have anything to talk about and they, they kind of felt that I was being like so kind of like you know like uh, hard you know what I mean like hard to like communicate that is one of the symptoms that they they yeah. felt like was a sign, you know. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Well, I think we should talk about medication, and and if you don't want medication, we should just lease. You should go and you know to See, therapy." Yeah. So they did do a referral, and then it took me a while to like consider the referral, um, but I also didn't want like leave Millie for any yeah. period of time to go do this. So I eventually got an app, and I did like a counseling sesh on the app and stuff like that. So I did end up firing my therapist, mm-hmm. but it's because that looking back, I realized like I was like. I wouldn't say, like, actually, I didn't have a diagnosis or anything. I don't want to say that I survived PPD. But I was pretty severely into depression at that moment because I was very defensive. 
mm-hmm. about it, like, 100%. Like, I was defensive with Victor about it. I was even, like, fighting myself on it. I fought my doctor. I was very mad at, at my like, doctor. Like, for, saying that you even have it? Yeah, I was just, like, I answered these questions. Mm-hmm. I are, Like, I don't need to talk about this anymore. Like that, you know? Um, and they didn't like that. They were like, we need to talk about it. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, because I already answered these questions. <laughs> <laughs> and then my therapist said something that really pissed me off. And then I was done with her too. And mm. it didn't, wasn't until a while later that I was like talking to Victor and he was like, yeah, you, first of all, you need to chill. Like, yeah, he didn't know how else to say it, but he was like, you need to just like, I don't know, go find something and like write it down, go talk yeah. about it, go do something, but you need to do something about how you're feeling because then yeah. eventually it's gonna affect you and Millie. Thankfully it didn't get it didn't never got to the point where I was like not interested in being with Millie yeah. or it didn't it didn't take away from my presence with her. Yeah. Um, but I was very defensive about it for for a while. Um and I, I think like looking back it could be just like the postpartum blues. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. um I'm glad that it's just my personality. Looking back, I'm like, it's my personality. I just don't want to talk about it. You know, I'm like, again, I do not want to talk again, about it. Again, ch- our have time our childhood traumas <laughs> of not talking about our emotions yes. always. Yeah. Eventually, I did get better about telling Victor and texting yeah. Melissa about like how I felt, like being exhausted and feeling like it wasn't enough. I finally spoke out one night and told Victor, like, you need to feed her at night. I cannot go on this this much longer like i need a pump yeah and it takes i have to do a power point because i'm building my supply and i try to explain it to him you need to wake up now okay yeah. i cannot do it and he didn't know he didn't know that i needed that yeah and that was what's dr- making me drown like i was literally like drowning and the idea of like i had to be the one to, to do, do it, it all. and yeah. he didn't know that i was not okay with that yeah so um but i didn't one thing that i not going back to like bashing on the medical field but they never followed up with me. They did the referral. Yeah. And my doctor, my OBJ, never called me back to ask if I was still alive. Yeah. You know, she didn't say, hey, we need to get, she didn't schedule a follow-up saying, let's do another uh, questionnaire again and see how yeah. if your levels go down. Never. And I just think that sucks. <laughs> like, it's that's so It's so hard for me. Like, I, I am like, how can I say this? Like. I'm very protective of the health field, obviously, mm-hmm. because I, I'm a nurse, you know. And so I hate to, like, ever, like, bash or whatever. And I don't think we're doing that. But um, I do see, like, both sides of everything, yeah. you know, because I do both sides of everything. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I am a mom, and I've seen mm-hmm. that side where you kind of feel a little neglected. But then at the same time, I see the side of, like, the healthcare workers and everything that they do try to do, mm-hmm. but they can't do it all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the system is not in favor of providing everything for the moms. You know what I mean? Like, that has to change. It's not, like, it's on everyone to change yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, moms need to advocate more of what we need, what we were missing, so that the healthcare workers know. Yeah. And at the same time, the healthcare workers need to, like, say, hey, like, I'm noticing this. We aren't educating. Like, I know when I'm not educating my patients. Mm-hmm. And I know when they need more. Right. And sometimes you're just, like, so busy and everything that you have going on that you can't even begin to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. 
but definitely like and i'm glad we're starting to see a shift in like more people paying attention mm-hmm. to postpartum depression but it's not enough yeah you know it's really not enough and it's like there's so many things regarding being a new mom mm-hmm. whether it's breastfeeding whether it's things to expect with sleep yeah. how to how to treat a newborn baby um what to expect postpartum mm-hmm. like who's gonna teach you that yeah you know what i mean i think no this is not like to say like i work in the healthcare field not clinically related at one point wanted to and did mm-hmm. for a few years but that's not to say like they did the worst like they're not doing their job 100% i do think there should be some if there was a like for example the joint commission all of a sudden ordered that yeah they, they would, would do it, it. but the, exactly. the only problem is that they it just needs to be more like like there was just no empathy you know what i mean yeah that's what's missing yeah. i think in that section i, I don't it's not has nothing to do with the fact that my OB like even, has even like if, 50 even you know, if patients. even if your doctor didn't call you there could have been a nurse mm-hmm. there could have been an ma yes or even or secretary the CS, C, csa C- sending them you know what i'm saying i do think it comes back to being like if there was a regulation like that is what serves as a reminder to yeah. remember hey we need to follow up on that yeah. totally fine like i don't like i said don't i don't hold yeah. grudge on that um i just do think that that could have been better because thankfully i didn't have like pbd mm-hmm. and it didn't get severe but people do get to the point mm-hmm. where they're like about to like yeah. end their life yeah and there was no follow-up and like that's what scares me you yeah. know what i'm saying that's i think that's, that's what i'm part. saying like, too that's that's what, what it, scares it scares me. me a lot that there's like all these people that are not healthcare, yeah. and like me with my postpartum preeclampsia, mm-hmm. had it been someone that didn't know how to look for the signs, I could have died. Yeah. If yeah. I didn't know, I could have died mm-hmm. because it wouldn't have been caught. I would have just probably gone and went to sleep, mm-hmm. had a seizure. But it's like, at the same time, I'm like, how would, I mean, I guess they could have known to, to educate me if I, if I wasn't in the health field on what to expect if, yeah. if that could happen because I do have a history of preeclampsia yeah. but no one ever told me but that. even and still even with that like just to like I think to protect you also like why would somebody to take it to that extreme to be like hey you need to be like super vigilant about you know what I'm saying like I could also like they, I think doctors also do it they don't withhold information mm-hmm. they just don't want to over inform you and then you become hypersensitive for to sure. that idea so i do think that she did like um she was like it's a like hey she did she did, did her yeah, job she, she did said hey you, your, yeah. your pressure was severely like scored high we yeah. didn't talk about it and i was also very defensive so that yeah. was like my fault um yeah my bad it's a sensitive subject for sure and i, I don't i don't want to uh, like i don't want any like anybody to feel like we are saying that people don't do their jobs no. because they do and yeah, like, no. like like i said i have to be like on both sides of the things but like moms also need more yeah bottom line like for sure for sure this is not switzerland i don't know whatever <laughs> australia i'm switzerland um but no Swiss- but australia oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> no i yeah it's it's, it, it's hard like you didn't go through it i didn't i mean like not that you didn't go through it but we all go through the baby blues, mm-hmm. and that's where it starts. Yeah, and people, some people go through PPD, and it's yeah. real. What we had, anxiety, anxiety, yeah. and what are 
I don't know if that's even part of the section, but that's where the symptoms, like wherever the symptoms were, yeah. like at the top of our, oh, no, symptoms for anxiety. So I was like, list, like really heavy into like listening to podcasts when yeah. what really kept me real, like, I think like awake, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, you need to be Vigilant. active and like listen to yourself because I was trying not to, was listening to podcasts and hearing other moms and stuff like that. And one podcast it was a, it's actually conducted, conducted by like an, a psychologist. Mm. So she happens to be a mom. So it's like a lot about like, you know, mom related stuff. Um, but she talked about uh, postpartum anxiety. Mm. And like one of the signs being like that you um, have like kind of these thoughts, like of harmful things actually happen to you or your baby, yeah, your baby. or like mm-hmm. something like that. And so I had that 100%. Like something's going to happen to Millie. Yes. No, I would get in the car with Millie and I would, in a, a blink of an eye, I was seeing a car hit us. I, I swear to you, I would see a car hit us. I was, I was dead. Yeah. And Millie was sitting in the car seat, oh, crying gosh. and crying and crying. Nobody came to her. Mm-hmm. I could see that. And within five seconds of me getting into the car seat, and into the car. Yeah. And that, you know, thankfully, I was like, I have to do this. I have to drive. I cannot be like, you know, chained up to my fear. Like, yeah. I have to do it. You know, I have to get here. I have to get there. But yeah, no, that happened a lot. Like, it still happens. To yeah, me. I would still. I, I still see that a little bit with you, both you and Victor too. You guys are very like. I mean, Jonathan and our helicopter. Hummers. Jonathan and our helicopter parents, but you guys are like. What's what's <laughs> worse than the helicopter? Nelly made a sound, and I'm like, is she? <laughs> Get her. You hold her hand. <laughs> She's right there. She's. Right there. Y'all are y'all are cute. No, but, but yeah, the anxiety is really bad. I had the anxiety too, not like not diagnosed or anything, but I know that I had it. Yeah. Um, it's like it, everything had to be perfect, you know. Everything was my fault. Like yeah. blaming myself for everything if something went wrong, mm-hmm. if her naps went wrong. Like so much anxiety over how mm-hmm. she slept, when she slept, mm-hmm. how perfect it had to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I think postpartum anxiety is, is a lot more common than people even talk about. Like, you, you hear more about the postpartum depression, mm-hmm. but you don't hear a lot about the postpartum mm-hmm. anxiety. And um, it's it's hard to have to, like, try to get yourself out of that. Yeah. Especially if you don't know that it's happening to you. Mm-hmm. With postpartum anxiety, I think that was one of the factors for, like, my relationship with Victor being mm-hmm. so tense. Because... I just like my, my like my what is that word? Not my ego, but you know what I mean. Like your pride, mm-hmm. because the anxiety is happening. Mm-hmm. But you also you don't you feel like you don't have to apologize for that. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can be a B mm-hmm. because it is happening to you and it's real, mm-hmm. and you're just doing what is best for your baby. So I yeah. feel like in that sense, it kind of like mixed in together. And it didn't, like, really, like, because Victor wasn't experiencing that anxiety. Yeah, yeah. But I do also feel like I kind of caused it in him. Yeah. Because I was, same. Like, I had him on his toes same. all the time. Same, 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 yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Jonathan, our, Jonathan now is a lot more anxious about our kids than, I, than he probably he was at yeah. the beginning, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because Victor will say things like, <sighs> he'll say, she's a baby, she's going to cry. And I'd be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> like that, like. Yeah. No, that's yeah. not true. Like, yeah. we're about to pick her up, and she's never going to cry for the wedding. Like, I'm never going to hear her cry, even at her wedding. No, like, that's a trigger. That's a trigger. My babies crying were such an anxiety trigger for me. Yes. Like, I could not let them cry. They still are. 
because I would just like over the top be anxious. Why? Why is this happening? Yes. You know, man, I feel like we're a mess. <laughs> it's that childhood. Oh my gosh. Again, is everybody like this or is it just us? Right, here's a poll. <laughs> Another part about postpartum that we wanted to talk about is like the physical part of postpartum because we talked about like the emotional, the hormones. So what physical changes your body goes through. Yes, exactly. That physical. Yeah. That's so much. I think for a lot of moms, like um, they weren't expecting as much change. I mean, there's the, my belly is going to be round for nine months and then it's going to not be round for nine months, but one, it doesn't actually happen that way. Yeah, the unrealistic expectation that, like, you're not going to have a belly at all. Or, or the fact that, like, we, as a society, like, we, we think of that all the time. We're like, that the whole, like, bounce back movement. Yeah, that it has to be so quick. Yeah, that, that it has to be so quick. Yeah. And real, realistically, like, it takes at least a year for all of that to go away from your body. Like, yeah. I heard something about after your after you're done breastfeeding completely, it still takes you up to between six to eight months for your body to release those hormones, like to completely like oh, go back to the normal level. Yeah. And I, I believe that to be true because I've only, I'm not having pumps like in a month. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm completely been done a month. But still, when I hold Millie at times where she's like, you feel a letdown fussy, or something. Yeah, I feel the letdown. Yeah. And it still happens. Yeah. <laughs> so. I get it. Like, it is definitely a slow comeback. Yeah. Um, and there shouldn't be, like, be some, like, pressure to have a comeback. Mm-hmm. But I guess these are some of the things we should expect. Yeah. After having, you know, birth a baby would be, like, one, that you're going to pee yourself if you laugh too hard. It's a freaking fact. Bro, it's the worst. I went to... It's sp- the worst. After, like, a few, a couple months of work, uh, postpartum, I went to go work out. To like the same workout that I had done before mm-hmm. and I had to go to the restroom like five to six times because I was like dude I'm peeing on myself practically it's, peeing it's, on myself. So, it's so funny because I'll be sometimes I'll have to tell Jonathan like I literally just sneeze and I pee on myself like or I cough and I pee yeah. on myself it was you need to do those kegels ladies not that I do them all the time I'm, but yeah, even I if I do them I'm still peeing on myself <laughs> it's horrible the things that we have to go yeah. through so it's a fact that that's yeah. going to happen. Not that it, like, will happen forever. I would say, like, now I can hold it up for her. But before, not even that. Yeah. Like, I, swear, I was like Victor. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't come. No. Um, and then your belly, like, I yeah. still, like, well, I mean, I can't even say that I'm, like, trying really hard to get a flat belly or anything, but definitely a lot more looser in some areas. Well, I was, like, super skinny. Yeah, you okay. were tiny. I was, like, less than 100 pounds, a double zero before I got pregnant. And I can't see myself, like, going back to that. Yeah. Even if I did, like, work out and, you know, ate healthy like I should be. Yeah. But, um, no, nah, like, there's no way. There's parts of my body that need some of that extra cushion, Well, too. and your body changes, like, like, a lot. Like, the way your pelvis is like shape the way your oh, pelvis is like tilted and the way we stand it's like completely oh, different yeah. oh yeah uh, the back pain is part of like postpartum like you don't mm-hmm. realize like i don't know i guess if when you get an epidural i feel like there's like some of the like yeah leftovers yeah. to that so i had like a lot of back pain already prior to but now it's like severe sometimes mm. sciatic pain came back yeah I mean, your whole, I mean, you're just like a mom. I mean, like, it's just the definition of, like, your 
look like a 65-year-old woman, but you're See, that's why, that's why I don't like those mom jeans, like, because it shows the pouch. But, see, you have to embrace the pouch. I, There's no I way am not getting, ready to embrace we the pouch. Can't, we can't get past that, like, stigma until we embrace it. So we're only going to add to the negative stigma of, like, your body needs to be the certain way yeah. unless moms, like, are okay with showing their bodies. That's what, And I, I, I'm not, like, the best advocate because I was, again, a double zero. So, like, my weight compared to, like, other people's weight could be different. You know what I mean? No, but that, that's They went I'm, from, like, being heavy to being heavier, which is, like, I know a completely different thought, but I'm, like... Yeah, but that's... But, but for you, it's, like... I guess even more of an advocate because you your body is so differently yes, changed. Right. Like it's so like you had you know the, I didn't have a pouch before. Yeah, you were, yeah, you were tiny, you were tiny and now yes. I mean you're beautiful, so yes. it's like whatever. But. So embrace a pouch, wear the mom jeans, wear the mom jeans, mom <laughs> I am wearing mom Do jeans. the French tuck. She hates it. Um, it's cuz I'm a different like like we said I'm 7 years older than you and I'm like used to like Everything was freaking tight. <laughs> like, oh, that's true. I like. I'm so glad that I got pregnant and gave birth during the, the pandemic, mom, uh-huh. where the trend came back, like oversized everything. Yeah, that has been my friend. I'm like, is this oversized? Buy it. It's kind of an excuse to. I'm not gonna. It's kind of an excuse to be like a little unhealthy too, because you're like, what, what bounce, but oversize everything. Oh, oh, one thing about mm-hmm. if you're breastfeeding. Sorry, this just popped into my mind. Oops, I'm being loud. Is that um, the hunger that you get? Yes. Like it is unreal. It's unreal how hungry, especially if you're breastfeeding. Like so much food like you feel like you can't stop eating and that's not healthy too because you really only need like 300 extra calories a day when you're breastfeeding i like until till this day victory would be like you're lying you cannot be hungry i'm like i just pumped yeah like i could have been pumping during my lunch Mm -hmm. and i ate but if once i'm done emptying like no i need to eat again yeah or or drink like a whole bunch i will literally feel like i feel nauseous like if my sugar you know what yeah. I mean? Like if my sugar's low. Yeah. It's, yeah. But I, I have no excuse. No. <laughs> Gosh. Um, let's see. What's another hair loss? That's very typical. So. Yeah. My hair thins so bad right at the hairline. I didn't even think that was a thing until I think you mentioned it. Because yeah. you're two months ahead of me mm-hmm. on that. So I think you were losing your hair and I was like, Melissa finally got a forehead. I, I actually have a forehead now. Like, after two kids, the forehead remained, yeah. which is nice because I did not have a forehead before. Wow. Yeah, I think I, I've, I've been I looking did, at pictures of myself, and I'm like, dang, my forehead is big now. Some people, like, lose hair, like, here, though. Yeah. Or that it thins Just different thins places, out. yeah. Yeah, so it's just, like, hair loss is a thing. Hair loss is a thing. Uh-huh. Um, the other part of physical activity... If you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the six week the six check week wait. Check, six week checkup. For 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 Maya. My husband probably doesn't want me talking about this, but man. That was kind of rough. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking to the side. Because well, the, because with her, this when they cut me. Mm. So when they sold me back up TMI, I feel like they didn't do it like correctly or something. Like I, I felt like I had like a little ball down there. 
Like if, like if, well, like if you because there's scar tissue and they have to. No, but like imagine, like you know when you zip up a zipper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a weird way to put it up. When you zip up a zipper and it evenly matches, well, you know when the zipper gets stuck and like a part of it moves up. And so you try to zip it up, and there's a little pocket that stays. It wasn't even. It wasn't even. I think that's how it was for me mm. with Maya. And so <laughs> after the six-week wait. Did it rip again with Juliet? Yes, naturally. It okay. Naturally with Juliet, it ripped naturally. Maybe me fixed it this time. <laughs> yeah, because I had no problem with Juliet. <laughs> I had no problem with the six-week wait. <laughs> My husband edits these videos, so... He's going to take the whole thing out. Um, I don't think that I had a, like... I was more just, like, mentally scared. I was, like, in my head. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, it's going to hurt. It's going to yeah. hurt. But... It wasn't too bad? No, I don't think so. Ugh. So, yeah, just when you're ready, ladies, don't rush it. I don't... Re I can't remember if I did, like, right after six weeks or if I waited a little longer. Yeah. Um... But after the first, I was just like, whatever. No, with that, Maya, it, honestly, with Maya, yeah. it, there was something wrong down there. Yeah. Like, I honestly thought, like, there was something wrong. I will wrong. say, it sucks to say this because I want to be, like, open, but then, like, my brother-in-law sitting right there. <laughs> so, sorry. Um, but dryness, I don't know if, like, yeah. for you, like, after giving birth, I felt, like, a little more. Like, yeah. That was an issue for me. Yeah. But no, I kind of hate that. <laughs> Because I'm so freaking young. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know. But I Googled it and it's like, oh, it's a normal one. I'm like, oh. You know, it's just not right. First of all, it is not right that we have to go through our whole lives mm -hmm. having periods every freaking month. Mm -hmm. That we have to go through pregnancy and then labor and breastfeeding. And these, these men just get to sleep six hours straight every night. How can they even sleep? Like, do they like, I'm back? sorry, like, to be so blunt, but their balls didn't grow any heavier when we got pregnant. Like, didn't have to carry an extra sack. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's just, like, it, ain't, it ain't fair. But, you know what? I'm going to say our husbands make up for it. Jonathan makes up for it. He does good with these <laughs> girls. They love him so much. I, I'll let him get away with it. But, yeah, it's just, like, we go through so much. Mm -hmm. And not even, like, just the physical aspect, but the emotional, like, the, the hormonal. Oh. Like, oh, my gosh. We were really cursed. Freaking Eve. <laughs> Why'd you eat that? <laughs> that broke. Yeah. But, um, okay. We said we were going to keep this short, but, okay. Mom guilt transition. <laughs> So my mom guilt, um, and I actually cried about this the other day. Oh, Remember gosh. this? So I cried about it to my oh, husband, yes, and then I was texting you about it. She said, I'm, I already cried to Victor, just don't worry about it. It was her text back to me. <laughs> to Jonathan, not Victor. Oh, sorry, to Victor. Yeah, to Jonathan, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because Monica, I was pouring my heart out to her, and just then sorry. she didn't text me back, and I was like, you know what, I already done cried. Working. Working, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so what I'm talking about here is um, that I, we talked about how I, I, ha I don't co-sleep with my kids, right? Mm -hmm. Um, with Maya though, we still lay down in the bed with her and like go to sleep with her. And I do cuddle with her, um, initially to go to sleep, mm -hmm. but 
I always thought that I didn't go sleep because it was safe sleep practices and, you know, I was afraid. But I think I can't go sleep because I can't cuddle. (laughs) (laughs) And I I felt guilty about it the other day because, like, Maya just wants to cuddle with me. And, like, after a certain point, I'm like, you have to get off of me. Like, don't Mm -hmm. touch me. Like, you know, I don't want to cuddle anymore. And, like, the other night... She just kept waking up because she wanted to be in my arms. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I cannot. I physically can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. And I'm sure it has to do childhood things and all that. But, like, my husband can literally, like, cradle John, uh, the girls all night and sleep that way. And I cannot do it. And I'm the mama. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm supposed to be able to do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I cannot cuddle my kids, and it makes me feel bad. And, like, I I mean, I cuddle them, but I can't, like, prolonged cuddle them, if that makes sense. Like, I was telling Jonathan. You can't, almost like you can't cuddle, just, like, cuddle, like, what the word actually means. Like, oh, here's a, like, let's just cuddle. Like, you can can hold them and hug them and give them the physical. Yes. So, like, I have no doubt that my kids know that mommy loves them and like they love me and they get physical affection for me every single day Mm -hmm. kisses hugs holding cuddle but there's a cutoff especially at night we're sleeping basically i'm talking about sleeping Mm -hmm. i cannot sleep with them in my arms and cuddle them while asleep even maya as a three-year-old it hurts your shoulders, just if you ever want to know. It just hurts a lot, so I think you just lucky. Because I, I guess I got, I guess I felt so bad because Maya started crying, and I'm like, Maya, you have to sleep by yourself. No, I told her that. Yeah. I see. I mean, did I miss that? No, I don't think I told you that. I don't think I told you that. But like, I was not that I was mean about it, but I was like very stern. Like, I, I can't hold you right now. You need to go to sleep by yourself. That really hurts. <coughs> Yeah, so, like, I felt really bad about it, and I'm like, what is wrong with me that I can't just, like, hold her and fall asleep? Um, yeah, that's definitely a mom guilt, because I, I, as an outsider, of course, mm-hmm. I feel like I give, like, plenty of love mm-hmm. and hugs and kisses and all For of sure, that. I know I do, and I know that they know that I love them <clears throat> and all that, but it's like, this one thing, I can't do it. But you can get better at it, I think. I don't know. I think it's one of those... Um, I don't know, because my husband like complains a, that I don't cuddle him enough. But it's in like there's like a medical term. I don't know the name of it anymore. But like whenever you expose those neurons to so much repetitive mm-hmm. sensory, that they eventually get accustomed to it. So you just got to like... You just have to make sure that that like cut up boundary just keeps pushing further and further like even if it makes you uncomfortable do it one more minute i do it two more minutes you know i try it's been three years i know no my mom guilt was like prior because i didn't have we didn't do mom guilt for the last episode but this episode is um kind of just together with that and it's that i feel like really guilty about inducing millie not that you shouldn't do it i'm not saying don't do it yeah but I, I knew at that time, like, at, right at, during even experiencing the moment, I was like, this was not the right thing for us. Like, yeah. I could have waited for sure. So that was my goal. 
she it didn't change her yeah but I get it I get why you feel that way and it's like what could you have done because mm-hmm. you're not the professional you were guided right, that way right and I don't know if I I would say that it does play a little bit of like the factor that I don't want to have another child yeah yeah for sure but I don't think it's like this major thing either like yeah the next one we just have to see I'm really excited oh my gosh <laughs> Sorry. We just found out that every time we hit the table, it, like, makes a noise. So we apologize if this audio is not to the best of its quality, guys. Um, but I'm really excited that you're considering. It, when I say considering, it's, like, about a 98%. Okay? But it, it is 1% lower than last week. So 98%. That I'm not having a kid. <laughs> Another kid. All right. Well, you know what? When, when next week is going to be 97. I'm just kidding. No, it's always your choice. But that's how it happens, yeah. I think. I don't know. Well, guys, thank you so much for sticking around. And um, we really talked a lot. We enjoy always. each other's companies and talking about all this stuff and getting to hang out with the babies. And um, if you guys like how much we talk, just let us know that. Yes. <laughs> if you don't like it, don't tell us anything. <laughs> Do not give us no thumbs down, please. Yeah, we'll cry because we're psycho. <laughs> but yeah, y'all learned that already. So yes, thank you again. Um, go ahead and hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe to our channel and follow. Follow us on Instagram at Moms Without Time. Yes. See, See ya. We want you guys to be a part of the conversation by listening in, joining us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Without Time, and be sure to send us a DM if you have any thoughts or questions. Head over to our website, momswithouttime.com, for more info and our everyday resources.